Good morning, Gooners. Um, today is the 12th of August. It's a Sunday morning and um, I'm just recording my first Premier League podcast of the new season, 2018-2019. Glad you could join me. Um, talking of joining me, if anyone would like to, tap me up on Anchor and uh, help me out with this podcast. It would be much appreciated. Rather than it just being a monologue, I'd like to be a discussion or a chat. be good fun. Uh, come and join me. It's um, the at-home Gooner. So, here we are. The Premier League is back. Um, no real shocks yesterday. Um, it was your bog standard Premier League affair, I thought. you know, um, Teams that were expected to win won. Um, Chelsea looked comfortable under their new manager, but they, this is their cycle. You see, they win, they win a trophy under their manager, then they go uh, rubbish. Uh, sat their manager and then they start all over again so that's what they seem to be doing now um, so yeah you know they looked rubbish in the charity shield or community shield last Sunday but that doesn't really matter they weren't really trying it was in, it's the Premier League where it counts and that's when they went for it so that was obvious to see um, Spurs with their zero signings for the new season um, zero ground for the new season they managed to beat a Newcastle team 2-1 um, a Newcastle team, which I mean, come on, let's be fair, they're in disarray anyway. Well, not disarray, but you know, they're not in the best exception. It wasn't the toughest start that, you, that Spurs could have had. Um, yet you would have thought, yet again, they've won the league just after their first game. Um, I'm not going to bang on about it. Um, and the rest of the, I mean, May United on Friday night looked turgid under Mourinho as normal. Um, so again, nothing changes there. Um, uh, it's, I, th- I think he's done by making Pogba captain. I think he's trying to say to me, like, "Don't go." We're um, we we're trying to. Uh, I don't think he's trying to build the, the team around him. I just think he's trying to keep um, the fans happy um, to try and prove that this is what they're doing. Um, you know, that he's still that. That Mourinho's still the man because after the game, of course, they won the game and it was all about him. <laughs> Such a typical move. Um, so anyway, that's that's. I mean, it wasn't a great deal. There's no shocks or anything. So it's hard to talk about Premier League yesterday. Um, three games today. Obviously, I'm only going to be focusing on the Arsenal one. Um, don't even don't care about the other games really until after they've been played. Um, but let's start um, talking about Arsenal with the. Um, Everything's gone on over the summer. There was, you know, a lot of a lot of chat about um, about who about who was going to be coming, who was going to come in, who was going to come in. It better be someone good. It better be someone big. Um, usual social media out uh, people um, having their say. Media John Cross in the mirror. Who I, I mean, I don't know how that guy sustains his career. He's not a journalist. He just scours Twitter and copies and pastes it and says it's his story. Um, but yeah, so there are lots of people saying it's got to be this person, it's got to be that person, it's got to be this person. And when Unai was announced, oh, he's not good enough. He's not good enough. He hasn't got the experience. I mean, the guy's won trophies. He's managed a massive club in PSG. All right, they're not huge historically. They've only been around the same amount of time as I have. Seventy-seven. They were they were formed. Um, but when you look at what they are now, with the money they've got and the players that they're you know buying in uh, um, Neymar for over two hundred million pounds, you've got to be a decent fellow to be able to even control that for a season. You know, all right, 
the way the players there probably did force him out, and they've got Thomas Tuchel in there. But uh, I don't think I think any manager would struggle to cope with those egos and that amount of money flying around. To be absolutely honest with you, so I'm I'm happy with Unai. Um, I was a massive massive Wenger fan. Um, I never called for him to leave as such. I, you know, I, I saw it was time for him. Football had passed him by um, in my eyes, and that's not. That's just his style, you know, our style of football never changed. We never had a plan B, we never had backups or anything like that. And that's where, um, it's such a sad, it was such a sad thing to see. We still played good football, not the exhilarating, um, speedy football that we used to play in his first 10 years at the club. Um, but that's where football had moved on. And, you know, Mourinho brought in the counter-attacking side. We neither team, you know, his teams didn't want the ball. They wanted you to have the ball, and they wanted to nick it and charge away. And Arsenal couldn't understand, or couldn't get his head round that. Um, you know, um, uh, and as far as his transfer dealings, it wasn't, it wasn't always the best. You know, there's some rose-coloured glasses going on there because there were a lot. There were a lot of flops in his in his tenure. Um, you had um, Cabadewara up front. Christopher Ray had a good a good ninety eight when he came in, but he wasn't you know wasn't the best. Um, Pascal Sigon, yeah, he could never he could never pick a defender out. Igor Stepanovs, I'm thinking Jovino, um, but you know, so I think he had a lot more. Misses than hits at Arsenal. I mean, the other players went on and had good careers. You know, Junichi Nomoto was probably um, bought just to sell shirts in Asia, but he went on and had quite a good career at Fulham. Had a good World Cup in um, Japan and Korea as it goes as well. So, it, when it comes to this season and people are saying about what Unai has done, I'll give you. He's probably he's probably strengthened in areas that we needed to be strengthened in that Arsenal wasn't going in. But when you look at it, so transfer window before the summer, summer before last, we brought in Lacazette. Um, pretty much it, really, wouldn't it? Let's be fair. Um, and then in the summer transfer window, when we had Sven and all the you know the transfers were taken away from Wenger, as we were led to believe, we brought in Aubameyang and we brought in Mkhitaryan. Amazing signings. I have to say, I, I love both of them. Um, Mkhitaryan's got a little bit of work to do for me, but I still, I think, I, I still love him. If it had been, if he'd come here a couple of years ago, before going to United, I think he'd be an Arsenal legend by now, genuinely. Um, but this transfer window, again under Sven um, and Ivan Gazidis, who we led to believe is off, he's on his way out as well. Um, it was a great deal different to what was happening when Arsene Wenger supposedly had all control of transfers. Gondosi's come in, he's another kid that no one's heard of. Terraria's come in, could be a good sign-in. Looked all right in the World Cup. But that was, you know, that's actually a Thomas Rizicki sort of signing, you know, that Arsene Wenger made. Um, Bernd Lano, obviously you've heard of him as a goalkeeper, as a goalkeeper but um, none of these are the marquee signings that everyone cried out for when Wenger was in charge. And yet, because it's a new manager, he gets the, he gets a little bit of leeway, a little bit of slack, which is fine. I'm happy with. Um, I think all those knobheads that are out there now moaning and decrying our club again. Do you know what? I'm sick and tired of it. 
I've said before, and I'll say again, I support the club, and I support the club. And I'm not a fan, I support the club. Um, they could be in the second division, understand Cronky's ownership, bleeding money, hemorrhaging players, you know, scoring own goals week in, week out. And I would still support the club. They would, yes, they would frustrate me, yes, they would annoy me. I, but I'd see the funny side of it at, t- at times as well, and um, that's what you've got. That's what it's about being a fan. It's inside. It's not. It's not. You don't. Well, for me, I didn't just pick the club. It, it, the club picked me. I know that sounds rubbish and twee, and but when I first went to Highbury, if you've never seen the film Fever Pitch, do yourselves a favour and see the film Fever Pitch. Even better, read the book. That's, a, that's how I feel about it. You can. You can you remember your life in seasons, not in years. Oh, that was the 08-09 season, or that was a night, you know, the, the 97-98 season was a, still one of the seasons that bur- has burnt into my head, and I've seen seasons before that. You know, I was there for the 89, I wasn't there, um, I was too young to go, but I watched the 89 title decider. I mean, the greatest finish to a prim- to a, a top-flight football season ever. Forget you, Agueros. This was the top two on the night going for the title. Whoever won that game, well, Arsenal had to win by two clear goals, but basically, winner takes all that game, and we score in the last minute. It's Roy the Rover stuff. It's Hollywood stuff, right? Um, but yet the 98 season, 97-98 season, is still, is still the one for me that is burned in my brain the most. Arsenal Wenger come in and we're playing the style of football that we played. People forget about the 1991 season when we only lost one game. You know, we were that close to going invincible that, all those years ago. Um, uh, but for, yeah, going back to my original point, fever pitch, when he goes, when Nick Hornby or the character in the film goes to the football for the first time, when he goes to Highbury and he goes down those stairs. That's how I felt. The chills now. You go down and you see the pitch. That's what you should feel every time. And I do, every time I go. I go very rarely um, anymore. But I do go. Um, I'm a Red Member holder. Um, when I do go, I still get that feeling when I walk inside the stadium. And I look around at me and I think, all these people, they're all my people. And... All those guys on the pitch, they're my guys on the pitch. And yes, I slaughter them during the game. Um, yes, I critique them afterwards. But they're, they're doing what I've always wanted to do, and that was play for Arsenal. And that's where I think we're missing a lot of people are missing the point, especially with the social media. Well, it's ridiculous because I'm criticising it. I'm doing it myself. But just because you don't go to away games, or you know, just because you live in... America, Canada, Asia, doesn't make you less of a fan. In fact, sometimes it makes you more of a fan in my eyes. Because you're willing to spend a, your whole, uh, you know, spend a holiday coming over. You get one holiday a year and you come over to England to watch a game of football. Well, that's just as important as going to every away game. Because you're doing it for the one chance you can get. Um, so all these people on social media that are telling you that they're proper fans and you ain't nothing, you know, but... It's just, I need, it just needs to leave the club. I'm sick and tired of it. Um, and I just want optimism. You know, let's be optimistic about this um, this season. 
new manager, which is what we've always wanted. He, he looks great on the on the sidelines, up talking to people. I'm sure the players don't understand what's going on when he's barking at them during the game because they're not used to it. Um, he looks like he's going to be playing attacking football, um, and I'm and I'm happy with that. Um, and talking of that, um, uh, playing attacking football, we're going to take a quick break, and then I will go with what I think will be our team for today. Okay, so here we go. This is my lineup for um, today's game against Man City. There's been chatting the press about Welbs playing left back under Emery. I think that's just a smokescreen. I can't imagine. I mean, maybe left wing back, um, but I can't imagine he's going to stick him at left back. Um, I believe we're going to go check in goal. Uh, Bellas, Musty, Socks, I am in. So that's Bellerin, obviously. Mustafi, Socrates, and Ashley Maitland-Niles, conservative at the back. He can do a job there, Ashley Maitland-Niles. He's a good player. Um, probably not his natural position, but you know he can he can do a decent job there. Um, I would then go Ramsey if he's fit in um, the holding role. If not, probably he might even start Terraria. He might even start Grendozi. He's had a good pre-season, but against Man City at home, first game of the season, it might be a bit of an early ask. But yeah, I would hold. I would play Ramsey as a holding midfielder. Again, probably not his natural position, but um, I think if asked, he could do a job there. I don't know if Mkhitaryan or um, on the right. Um, in front of Bellerin, um, not massively defensively solid there, but you know um, could probably do a job. Um, I'd have Welbeck on the left of a diamond. See, I said, I, I, I'm going to go diamond um, against Man City. I think you've got to find the spaces in amongst their midfielders. Um, Wells will work work hard for you. He's strong, and he has still got a bit of pace on him, so he can get forward. Um, I then have Ozil at the point of the diamond, um, just floating around as a proper libero grande um, I'd have a boomerang just off of him sort of if you're looking at a football pitch if you're going to draw a diagram of a football pitch you'd have Ozil as the point of the diamond and you'd have a boomerang just forward and to the right of him and then Lacazette right at the focal point of attack of his own um, people are talking about pushing a boomerang out left I, no for me he's got to be as a, a tandem to um, Lacazette up front there's no point in having him um, wide left he can do it yes um but you're losing so much from him there, um, and he's the, the two of them, from what I've seen, have, have built up such a good relationship. Um, Lacazette and Aubameyang, they're off the pitch, then they've just got to be made to work on the pitch. Um, so putting them out of position or dropping one for the other is not going to work. You've got to play them both. You've got to play them both up front, and you've got to go for it. Man City, yeah, they look good in the Charity Shield. It's the first game of the season. It's away from home. Um, they. Premier League champions, they're going to come out. They're going to want to prove that they're off and running again. So if you can keep it tight at the back, um, I know it's a big ask. Uh, if you can keep keep their attacking threat nullified as much as possible, then they're, they're you know we can attack Kyle Walker. He's not a great defender, um, you know. So get down that wing, get at him, and that's when you'll you'll start having uh, some joy. Yes, their goalkeeper's good. I'm not. I don't know Edison about just how good he is. Um, I don't think he was really tested last year, but um, that's how I would go. I go out to attack him, and then if you got a, then you got a plan B if you want. You know, you can you could probably drop um, uh, Mkhitaryan and bring uh, Gwendozi in or something, and go to um, a flat four, and have Ozil 
and Ramsey in the middle of the park if you really wanted to. Um, it'd be, but these and these are the things that we haven't had before. Um, under our, our last manager, um, we all knew that it was going to be subs on 70 minutes. Wouldn't it be interesting to see a sub made before then to change the game if something's happening? Um, I don't know who captain's going to be out of that lot. I imagine it will be Ramsey if he plays. If not, it will probably be Pecek. Um But I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good, a good day. I, it doesn't. I mean, honestly, as long as we, even if we lost two one um, or four one or something like that, if we put a decent performance, if we show signs that we're changing, I'm happy with that. That's all right with me. I genuinely, I think prediction-wise, I think I'm going to go two-two. Um, but there we go. So that's my pod for today. Um, I will do another one tomorrow after the game, reviewing it and previewing it. Um, I might try and, uh, uh, and do a live, a live one. I think it's a bit early in the season to be doing that. I think we need to be doing that later on in the season. Um, but yeah, let me know your thoughts. Let me know your team lineups. Um, please like and share the podcast as much as possible if you do like it if you don't give me some feedback let me know why it's probably because I just dribble on with no real thought or cohesion (laughs) I get that Um, but it would be much easier if I had someone else doing it with me so I really do want other gooners to chat to and discuss about the game not just Arsenal but the game in general thanks for listening and uh, let's hope it's a good one cheers man come on you gunners